Thank you so much for joining the podcast show today, Bijou. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me. Anytime. You know, I, w- I forgot to even ask you, how do you say your full name? Bijou Lee Finney. Bijou Lee. That, does it, what's, what does it mean? Uh, Bijou means little jewel or little trinket in French. And then the leaves just like the spice on the top. I guess so. I don't know why my dad threw that on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's He's nice. Trying to give me a weirder name, I guess. <laughs> no, this is really nice. I love it. I love it. You know, today's discussion about microdosing. You know, when people hear that for entrepreneurs, they're like, what does that have to do with anything with entrepreneurship? Because you know, when you hear about micro dosing, you think about science and chemistry and everything. But I think you take a different turn. And I love that because it's a disruptive brand. So I would love people to know more about you. Just just tell us a little bit more about how you got started and what are you working on right now? Yeah, so um, I originally was supporting entrepreneurs. So I was um, a branding and a branding specialist and then also a coach, uh, just supporting people with their mental blocks. I personally was trying to utilize everything under the sun for optimization of my life and my brain. So if I could wear it or if I could take it or whatever it was, I was doing it. So it could have been meditation or supplements or aura rings. I was really into biohacking for a while. And that's when I got into psychedelics and um, microdosing them. So it's a very tiny amount that helps your brain and the neural pathways connect in a really beautiful way. And the reason why I found out about it is that Silicon Valley guys, like the innovators, the, the big time entrepreneur guys were utilizing it to see their business problems from another angle or to help with the stress that they were dealing with. and. Um, Also, being able to have word recall, all of those things are really supported by psychedelics and by microdosing, especially psilocybin. And so I um, went down that rabbit hole by myself to try to understand how to support myself. And in the process, I found that a lot of the mental blocks that I was helping my clients with were very rooted. They were very strong in there because they had formed over 30, 40, 50 years. And so just affirmations or just meditations weren't enough to dislodge that imposter syndrome or that procrastination or perfectionism, whatever that mental block was, it was typically pretty pretty strongly rooted in there. And so that's when I realized the power of psychedelics to really help yourself either replace the narrative or reframe something or heal a wound that you might have. And that typically helps you with um, growing your business and having a better um, experience of it as as the entrepreneur yourself so that's when i started trying to understand how to support people with it and that's what i currently do wow when you think about this you know one what came to my mind when you said that was limitless that movie you know (laughs) so if somebody watches that movie and hears what you've said how can they apply it to their daily lives? Is this something they have to go to the store to get? Or is it a mental practice they have to accomplish? You know, like, what is that connecting factor for them to achieve that result? It's really a great question. So um, a lot of times 
this medicine especially has been getting a lot of good press lately and people mm. have that like um western medicine mentality of oh i just need to pop that pill just like the movie and everything just falls into place and it's perfect right. but in all actuality what you really need is to do self-discovery is unearth some of the wounds is understand where your programming that is affecting you in a negative way actually comes from and that typically comes from a lot of support with someone who has experience with this to really help you with what comes up on this medicine and so it is typically a container or like a, a timeline where someone would start and be diligent and devoted to it with working with someone to really get past a lot of the mental blocks that are keeping you small or uh, keeping you poor or um, helping you not to innovate so all of those things um, obviously do take a little bit of time because they took time to form and so I would suggest if someone is interested in working with this that they find a facilitator that does have experience with not only facilitating the medicine in a safe way but that also has experience with entrepreneurship and supporting entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are a rare breed and uh, you typically want to have someone that's been in the trenches and knows what it's like to be an entrepreneur wearing all those hats and going through all those hard times so that you don't feel like you're talking to someone that is completely clueless into where you're coming from. Mm, that's deep. Uh, wow. Uh, and you said something that really caught my attention when you said entrepreneurs are rare. They're a rare breed. And it's true because, you know, for you to be an entrepreneur, you have to be very tenacious in your practice. And you also have to think about the lines of what am I doing with my time? You know, how am I paying for my time and paying other people with their own time by applying whatever I have and giving it to them without thinking about getting it back? Because sometimes people think, oh, entrepreneurs make a million dollars a year. But some do, some don't, some get to, some don't get to because of that tenacity. And like you mentioned, the focus, you know, being driven into that mindset. So now that you mentioned that, it made me wonder, like, to you and just based on your experience in the field, you know, what would you consider or who would you consider as a conscious entrepreneur? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. I think uh, what I noticed... At one point I, when I was an entrepreneur, which I still am, but I was highly focused on growing my business, I had a video production company. And we worked on a documentary called Gentleman Driver where we followed around very high powered businessmen that were like moonlighting as race car drivers. And I got to interview them. And I'm always looking for patterns of like, why do you seem like you're having an easier time of making money and getting in the flow than some other people? And so I got to ask them a lot of those questions and what they said kind of blew my mind and it was only some of them. And they said, I used to think this was way harder and it was because I used to think it was way harder, right? Our minds have so much um, to do with our experience. So for instance, um, all of the wounds that typically allow for us to become incredible entrepreneurs, like that scarcity mentality, that fear that you're running from, everything that really makes you a great entrepreneur, at a certain point you will plateau because it can only get you so far, right? Uh, fear can only get you so far. That vibration is, is only can go so high. 
So you can actually reach a million dollars in two ways, the hard way and an easeful way that is actually quite enjoyable, right? And it's all about your mental state. So um, that got me really interested in, well, if I'm gonna make a million dollars, I wanna enjoy myself doing it, right? And I wanna help others. But at the same time, I also want it to be with purpose and to give back to the planet. So like, I wanna help entrepreneurs that care about where they spend their dollar, how they take care of their employees, what they do to the communities around them, right? And so that's where I love working with psychedelics in the sense that it does make you more conscious, it does make you more caring, it does connect you to the environment around yourself to where your growth is actually benefiting the world and the community and the planet around you. And so I personally desire to work with conscious entrepreneurs and to your question, a conscious entrepreneur is someone who takes care of themselves and and their family and their bodies and their employees and is um, actually thinking about their production methods and their waste methods and the words that they use whenever they're marketing that makes people feel better about themselves rather than worse. All of those like little nuances of business, being conscious about them in a positive way. Mm, I like that. It's very detailed. It's very, (laughs) (laughs) you know, concise because people tend to forget that Entrepreneurs go through the same problems that anybody else does, but they don't think about that conscious effort to make that deliberation of, okay, I'm going to change my pattern. I'm going to change my morning routine. Some entrepreneurs wake up as early as 4 or 5 a.m. to get work done, mm-hmm. and by 12, 1 p.m., they're done. And you're wondering why this guy's in the beach or you know having fun and having a martini somewhere, and you don't know the work they've put in to get them there. But putting that conscious effort allows us to create that. And, you know, when you mentioned that, it got me thinking, how do we maintain and or sustain our business relationships with people that we care about? And also with the environment, like you said, being conscious of the environment. How do we take that into consideration, knowing that everybody's up, there's rush hour, we got to go. Now it's, you know, holiday season. Everybody's scrambling for something. How do we stay in our zen? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. And that's the thing. It's very easy to get pulled into the rat race where you're like constantly feeling this like um, fight or flight in your body. And that is not sustainable. It really can. And I know because I burned myself out two different times uh, with this constant drive to push myself forward in an unhealthy way. And it really does take taking a step back Uh, either by yourself or with someone that you're working with, like a coach, to go, okay, what are the aspects of my life that I actually care about? What are the the buckets that I'm actually putting my time, effort, and money into? And how can I be more thoughtful and conscious about those buckets? And And it takes that grand vision, but then also understanding what are those tiny habits within those buckets that are gonna allow me to be healthier, to be more present with my family, to care about the environment. What are the modalities that I'm going to be able to utilize to um, support emissions or recycling or whatever it is, right? However you want to be conscious in your life, it it takes you taking the time to understand how. Mm. I think that how factor comes in in the point of healing, you know, healing from past trauma, healing from past experiences, 
And some people take a while to heal from a relationship, even as basic as it sounds. But people take some time to really come to terms with the real situation at hand and not live in their own bubble. So if somebody has that in mind, right, how does someone heal from that past trauma and make you successful and happier, you know, as, a, as opposed to being like, oh, down and out. And you like you said, fight or flight, you know, how does someone heal from that and maintain that happiness regardless of what happens or despite of what happens? So my biggest problem with the way that we help people with mental health and healing wounds in, in our society is that there's two to three things that we're, we should be considering. One of them is our minds, right? Our minds have stories running all of the time, but our bodies hold on to the past trauma, like literally in our fascia, they're finding. And so then it's also our subconscious that is running a certain program that we might have picked up from our parents or from like a religious person or a teacher that is actually not ours, but we have it running in our program. So what it needs is like, we are intellectualizing the shit out of our problems. We're constantly talking about our wounds with a therapist, and then we're taking drugs like pharmaceuticals that shut our bodies off. So the body part that wants to also process the wound out is getting shut up. It's getting like basically just put on the back burner. And so this is why the wounds do not leave our body. And this is why I like working with this medicine is that it actually somatically moves it out of your body so that you can actually heal that wound. So it takes not only talking about it and understanding it, but also moving it out of your system to actually get a healed place to then move forward from. Not to mention your subconscious now needs a new program. So if you've removed that program, much like a computer, what are you gonna replace it with? Otherwise it's not gonna be computing, right? And so what is the new narrative? What is the new mechanism in which you're wanting to move forward with? What's this new narrative that is gonna support you in getting to the place that you wanna be? And understanding that and constantly supporting yourself and showing yourself proof that that's possible is the path forward in my opinion. Mm. I think that switch is where that change happens. And, you know, microdosing, as you said, is this is this is what I'm thinking it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. And how it can also help entrepreneurs is like taking little chunks of experiences and analyzing them in a way that can help you better your forward thinking as opposed mm -hmm. to kind of like putting everything in a bucket and trying to see what sticks or what stays. So maybe I'm wrong, but is that what microdosing is? So microdosing is actually, it can be a variety of substances if you're talking about the, the microdosing aspect of it, but it can be um, a conversation, it can be a catalyst, which could be LSDs, psychedelics, it could be anything, right? It could be coffee. Um, it, it's getting you into a little bit of an altered state out of your normal programming, allowing you to step back from yourself to understand what needs to change and then giving you the empowerment to decide that you can move forward in a new way. And so um, it can be whatever you're comfortable with, but it, it takes a person that is ready for evolution, which is ready for change to happen in their life and is tired of running the same program. Uh, because a lot of times we subconsciously pick things up as we grow up and it's not really helping us in the long term and it actually can affect us in a negative way. So microdosing is actually 
being thoughtful and present and conscious about um, utilizing maybe plant medicines or other substances and coaching to allow you to focus on the aspects of your life that really desperately need changing. I love that. Would you say plant medicine is a good replacement for, I don't call it synthetic, but just general medicine? So uh, I know I have a, a bias, right? So um, there are people out there that will, that will disagree with me. Um, I personally think that the the harder way to go about it at times is typically the best way just because um, you're not shortchanging yourself. You're really like going into the storm, understanding things and and having real lasting change out of it. In my opinion, a lot of the pharmaceuticals are band-aids or they're like cover-ups or they help you dissociate from yourself and I don't think that lasting change is possible because it's literally just making you unaware of the things that are hurting you and so me personally there are some people out there that for a short amount of time do benefit from dissociating from their problems to be able to get somewhere but for a long-term um, solution, I don't believe that they actually help. And in, in, in many cases, people are getting four to five different ones thrown at them or having to change them up all of the time because after a while, you can't run from your problems. They will bubble up um, in, in many ways and you will end up having addictions or running from them and burning yourself out because you're too afraid to be at home alone with yourself, right? And so a lot of the things that I see entrepreneurs struggling with are directly affected to the wounds that they refuse to look at. Mm. That makes me wonder what common mental blocks do people have and how do you clear them? Like you talked about reprogramming and computing all over again. What are some of those common you know, mental blocks that you've seen and how does someone just literally reset? So a, a big one is imposter syndrome, right? It's like, I, who am I to do this? People are doing this better than I am. Like everyone's gonna know that I'm a fraud. Um, another one is perfectionism. I can't put that out because it's not perfect. And so it's just gonna stay in the back burner. Um, scarcity mentality, like I am never gonna make enough money and uh, I'm not gonna be able to do what I love and make money. I. Um, have to work my ass off to make any amount of money. All of those programs are, are hard. Um, worthiness, I'm not worthy of money or time, attention, love. Um, I have to be someone else other than who I really am to get attention and love and acknowledgement and abundance. Um, all of these like terrible thoughts that we have in our minds, like the negative self-talk that we we give ourselves, the self-sabotage that comes from not doing what we know we need to do for ourselves, um, all of those things. I mean, they're literally a list of a hundred that I typically work with with people. Wow. And out of all of them, I think the imposter syndrome is can cut across for every entrepreneur at one given time you know because they're like oh 10 people like this post as opposed to getting a thousand people liking the post you know there's that self-gratification that we get to see so if someone says okay i have imposter syndrome is there a way that can help them reduce their doubts and increase their hopes 
is there something that can can change that you know trajectory so what was really interesting for me and in going back to that documentary we did we're talking to millionaires and billionaires and finding out that they still at times have imposter syndrome was very eye-opening for me so it doesn't matter how much success you have it's a very like fundamental human trait to feel imposter syndrome and so i like looking at imposter syndrome in the light and the dark right because everything has a light and a dark and so imposter syndrome to an extent on the light can make you humble it makes you feel like i shouldn't go out saying that i am the best person in the world to talk about this and you should pay me a million dollars because it's not like you acting like kanye over here right uh, it's, but it's also you not acting like you're, you're garbage and you shouldn't put stuff out and that you should just like shut up because you have no business talking about something. And so coming to more of the middle ground and that comes from understanding where does this imposter syn syndrome stem from? Was it because I never saw anyone growing up doing what I did? Is it that I had a parent tell me that I wasn't going to ever amount to anything? Um, what is it that's making me actually feel that way? And in which case, once you understand it, you can actually be kind to the part of yourself that feels that way. And so in the moments, those micro moments, when you get that like tinge of imposter syndrome, you're actually nice to yourself and you actually have a conversation with yourself in that moment. And you treat yourself like you would treat a friend that was going through that very same thing. That's like a, an easy way to hack it. Um, but it takes time and diligence and sometimes a pretty extensive catalyst or coach to knock you off of that timeline or off of that path. Mm. This is a lot to take in. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. a therapy session for entrepreneurs <laughs> where they have to really sit back and ask themselves, what am I really doing that's making the best efforts for my business or for myself? Because mm -hmm. when you work those tireless, you know, sleepless nights and there are no returns on investments, you ask yourself, why did I put the time in the first place? But when you get that first sale or that first win, you ask yourself again, OK, how can I do that again without going through this process? So it's always like a back and forth situation going on in your mind. But with what you've said, I think it also helps people to really think about taking out the garbage, taking out the trash and resetting and ask yourself what am i putting in so i don't leave what's supposed to be you know out in so mm -hmm. it's it's a very it's a very hard conversation to have with yourself but i think with what you've said today it's really helped people open their minds and be more conversant with what's going on in the world and not just being confused on oh yeah this is me and i'm just doing me for me sake yeah yeah because that's the thing and that's why i love working with entrepreneurs is that they're always alone like mm -hmm. uh, it's very hard to have the time to have your friends and sometimes it's hard to meet other entrepreneurs because they're all working our asses off and so we'll have friends that work for other people and don't understand where we're, what we're going through yeah. and so it, it's definitely a constant um, micro correction to how can I make sure that I'm enjoying myself how can I make sure that I'm doing something that makes me feel purposeful instead of just barreling forward and feeling like valuable in the sense that you're working your ass off. Because a lot of times I talk to people and they're just like, I'm just working my ass off for the sake of it. And I don't really understand what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. And it's just the step back from yourself enough to look at that that can really make a big difference. 
interesting do you see this happen more with men than women or more women than men is there like a balance or it's it's pretty hard to tell I would say um, I work more with women just because maybe that's my branding I, I attract more women um, but um, of the men that I do work with it is really interesting to see how societally there are certain wounds that certain sexes have because like men are supposed to talk about their feelings they're not supposed to um, not kill themselves to support their family like there's just certain wounds that men hold that women don't but I will say that they're across the board fundamentally it's like a human thing that we all have uh, around the same amount of wounds or types of wounds okay yeah I just wanted to ask that because I was trying to figure out okay where does that fall in for people who may be having that and they don't know what to say or how to speak up and sometimes when people have those problems they can't talk to their family about it because they'll feel like they're going to be shut down right the second they say it some of their friends they don't want to lose their friends because of the connections they've had so they may just want to go to a therapist so that's like a neutral party so it's really hard to kind of base that but from your experience where would be a good place for someone to express themselves if there's no one they can turn to? Yeah, that's such a good question because a lot of, uh, unfortunately, we're not taught how to hold space for each other when we're growing up. And so we tend to want to fix things for people right away. Instead of, instead of you just talking about how you're feeling, I want to tell you, no, 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 you're fine. No, don't think that way. No, you're like, great. Why are you thinking this way? Instead of allowing you to like let more out, I'm very quick to like shut you up because I'm your friend, right? And I just, I want you to be happy and I don't know how to support you. So I'm just going to like patch the wall up really quick. Mm -hmm. So that happens a lot of times with our friends and family. And we don't like being like um, intimate with them in the sense of let me show you all my wounds because then that might make you feel unsafe, right? If I'm the powerful, safe one that's protecting everyone. Mm -hmm. And so it's those things that we really do need to find someone. It can be a group. It can be another entrepreneur, it can be a coach, it can be um, a therapist, but I will say no one, therapists were hard for me because a lot of times maybe the therapists that I picked weren't like truly on their own like entrepreneurs, they were part of bigger groups. And so some of the entrepreneurial wounds that like it's so nice when someone has felt them and can like talk to you about them. And so I would say coaches are was what was huge for me. Like I have a coach, I've had a coach for a long time and it just really helps me have a mirror up to me and allows me to see myself sometimes better than just a therapy session. Mm, I like that. That's very helpful. I think a lot of people will definitely take that. And if there's one thing you want to leave the audience with, what would that be just based on all the things they've heard? Because I'm sure they have to replay, reset, rewind. <laughs> but <laughs> if there's one thing that they could take away from this discussion, what would that be? The thing that I understand now that I wish that I had understood earlier when working on my other businesses is like conscious presence makes the difference. So really looking at my life, really looking at myself. Um, I was like such a health self-help junkie, like trying to read everything to benefit myself. 
but I wasn't doing it in like a slow, thoughtful way. I would just like digest things and not really like do practices and live those things in that the way like habits will change your life. I was just constantly learning. And I will say like, if I could go back, some of the changes I would make are slowing down and taking like an actual audit of my life, of my health, of my future. Um, and being thoughtful about the life that I want to live and, and then only focus on that rather than getting caught up in the rat race and just rushing forward and going to that networking event and staying up till midnight to work on that thing and like pushing yourself too hard to take those extra calls, right? Like it's, you can actually enjoy your life and be successful at the same time. I think so too. That is good. It's like a work-life balance, you know? It's, it's definitely something I think a lot of people need, especially going into a whole new year, a whole new lifestyle. It's like, okay, we, here we go again. <laughs> what is different from last year that was not happening this year? So that's a good point to put out for people to really think through the, you know, whatever they're going through and just know that they're not alone and there are people that can talk to them and just feel like, okay, I can handle it, but if I can't handle it, there's someone I can talk to. So mm -hmm. this has been really, I'll say self-medicating <laughs> to an extent. And it's really something I think a lot of people will definitely love to listen to again and also connect with you too. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having me on here. Yeah, um, anytime. I'm super um, active on, on Instagram. So if you have any random little questions, you can always message me on there or... I have a website and I know you, you said you would link it in there, but I love connecting with people, especially entrepreneurs, because innovation is always the, the fun part is talking to people about their lives and understanding how we can make it better. Yeah, 100%. If people are listening, because sometimes people like to type when they listen, what, what's your Instagram handle? I know they'll see it in the description, but they can just hear it. It's Mushroom Mamacita. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mushroom Mamacita. That's really nice. That's really yeah. nice. You can't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining the We Don't Play podcast show. I'm definitely excited that you had the time to spend here with us and we don't take it for granted. So we really thank you so much for being in this space with us today. Thank you so much for listening. Anytime. Anytime. Bye. Bye.